welcome to another episode of the Cover 7 Podcast. we got a very special edition today. We're breaking down quarterbacks, specifically ranking the ELF's 2023 quarterback class. Daniel, you, Carter, and I, one of our uh, fellow writers at AFI, um, have ranked all 17 starting quarterbacks. What went into your rankings? A lot went into my rankings. I mean, I've followed some of these quarterbacks for quite a few years now. Some of them have just come across. I'm pretty excited to see a lot of them play. I mean, some of them, near enough, all of them are going to be in brand new situations. And some of them have excellent uh, resumes up until now. Some are unknowns, even though they're Americans. We have no idea what they can do on the field, mm-hmm. how they'll fare in Europe, um, in European football, in Elf specifically. So, yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. And I feel like there's a lot between number one and number 17. Yeah, so just to be clear, the way we ranked this, this was not a Lifetime Achievement Award. Last year, year before, 2015, this doesn't matter. The past is the past. We're looking forward to 2023. These are our favorite quarterbacks going into the season. And the situations that they're in. Absolutely. Starting off with number 17, the quarterback for the Roslaw Panthers has unfortunately the last ranking in our, um, in our voting. Uh, what can you tell us about Nick Rango? Nick Rango, I mean, if you know his, his career, you probably won't be surprised by this ranking, if I'm honest. And it's not necessarily to say that he can't do this and he can't do that. We don't know what he can do. I mean, he hasn't played for years. He played in 2018 last at Hudson Valley Community College in New York. Um, and as a freshman, he threw for 2,000 um, yards, basically 2,100 yards, 13 touchdowns and 10 interceptions in 10 games. That's not great numbers by any stretch of imagination. Um, he then left there and committed to the University of Albany Great Danes, uh, FCS Division One, but never played a game due to COVID. He later joined um, Major League Football, uh, Virginia team in um, uh, yeah, Major League Football. Right. Didn't play again there because the league shut down. Um, then tried out for CFL, XFL, again didn't play. So realistically, the last time this man played football was in 2018, and he played very mediocrely, right? And so, yeah, it's just it's, it's a head-scratcher for me. Um, and I hope he can come out and do something amazing. But this is your, this is the face of your franchise. The guy who's going to have the ball in his hands every single snap. And you don't know who he is. We don't know who he is. And so for me, this is less of a reflection, a negative reflection on, on Nick and more the Rawstall Panthers and kind of like, what are you guys doing? Last year, you got three stellar QBs, injury after injury. Mm-hmm. And you managed to find great quarterbacks every time. And so this year, you've managed to find a guy that hasn't really played football since 2018. And so, yeah, it's just a bit of a head-scratcher for me. And this is why he's last on the list. Yeah, total mystery. Uh, this guy hasn't played uh, since he was a teenager. Um, he's now 24 years old. Um, and it's very out of character for the Panthers. They've signed a former Division One head coach. We know they've always signed great imports, um, especially European imports, Goran Zetch, Sami Raji, Carlis Browns. All these are huge success stories. And um, last year, Justice Hansen was maybe the best quarterback as far as resume in the ELF. Um, and now they pick a guy that is a complete mystery. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's a mystery as to why they picked him to be yeah. honest. Um, but yeah, I mean, like I said, we, we hope that Nick proves us wrong. And, um, but yeah, we'll just see what happens in the season. Moving on to number 16, we got Dylan Jacob, the new quarterback for the Cologne Centurions. Um, I can jump into Dylan here a little Go bit. I know some background on him. Um, he was originally meant to play for the Cologne Crocodiles. Um, if you haven't 
heard uh, they are no longer a team, uh, a team really. So a uh, tough break for Krakow's there. A tough break for Dylan, but he bounced back, found uh, the Cologne Centurions were waiting for him with open arms, um, it seems like. So this guy, this is his second year in Europe. Last year he played um, for the Leopards Rion, a Division Two team in France. So not the highest level in Europe by any means. However, he was MVP of that league for what it's worth. Uh, he was a productive Division II player at Western Colorado, uh, threw for over 2,500 yards, 18 touchdowns, ran for over 400 yards. What worries me about him is he threw 20 career interceptions um, and ended up kind of losing his starting spot, it seemed like, at Western Colorado. So, um, yeah, looking for him to bounce back and have a good year. But, uh, yeah, uh, I want to see how he does at this level, to be honest. Yeah, and I think something that's also going in his favor and Cologne's favor is just, even though it's very unfortunate to lose the Crocodiles because they've been a great GFL team for a while, um, is that a lot of their players have now gone over to Centurions. Mm -hmm. um, and so that will strengthen his roster. I don't know what relationship he had with the Crocodiles before he signed for the Elf team, um, but maybe he had a prior relationship with some of the Crocs players. And so maybe they're coming with him to make that transition a bit more seamless. Yeah, I assume he was over there practicing with them already. Uh, so we'll see how it goes. Um, yeah, I mean, I think being quarterback for Centurions might be a tough job this season. Yes, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, number 15, we've got Shazan Mumphrey, um, super athletic guy, won the championship last year with the Prague Lions. Um, we'll see how he does. I think he's had some ups and downs. He's played in some good leagues in Europe, in the German Football League, in the Danish League. Um, and some seasons things have gone well, and some seasons they really haven't for Shazan. Yeah, I think when I watched him play in Poland, um, I was really unimpressed, if I'm honest. He looked a bit scatty in the pocket. Um, there's a lot of errant throws, overthrowing, underthrowing receivers, throwing inceptions. Um, the athleticism didn't show up on tape. However, when I watched him play in Sweden, I, th I think I saw the opposite, right? I saw a guy that was relatively composed. He was making some good timing throws. Um, and he was in Prague last year, right? Yeah. Um, and so that's obviously doing something in his favor. I mean, it shows confidence in him as a quarterback that the head coach and the GM have said, hey, we want to keep you for another year in what will be our biggest competition so far. Yeah. And so they've seen something they like in him. I've seen two sides of Chazon and we'll see. He seems like a nice guy as well. The guys around seem to like him. Um, so yeah, good good luck to him this year. But um, I think it's going to be a tough, tough, uh, ask of him to compete in Elf in a Czech team. Moving on to number 14, a legend in Austrian football, Savvy Vett. You think he's about 45 years old now, he's playing <laughs> uh, football in Europe since 1995. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what can you tell us about Chad Jeffries? Yes, yeah, so I played with Chad for, for a short while um, in Danube, and he's a really great guy, a really nice guy. Very committed to the program. He's a fan favorite um, and also a teammate that everyone wants. Um, yeah, really cool guy. And he's been in Austria for the last four years and done amazing things, right? Um, that team has always struggled with, Danube has always struggled with with sourcing talent. Um, but in four seasons, he threw for 10,270 yards and 105 wow. touchdowns um, and then rushed for another 14 touchdowns. So, yeah, his, his numbers were off the charts. Um, um in Austria and I think his relationship with Sean Shelton mm. um the previous callback for the Raiders is what brought him over to Munich 
Um, but yeah, we'll see what happens. I mean, Chad, I think he's got a, he's got a high ceiling. He's just a bit inconsistent sometimes, right? Mm. Um, and he's been in a few different systems, and it takes him a while maybe to adapt to that system. So we'll see what happens. Um, but I think he'll be comfortable with Sean, um, and I think he's proved that he can play football at a high level. So yeah, and he's got um, Marco Castle with him, so that's a, that's a godsend yeah. to any any quarterback. So just chuck it up in the air and just yeah, you're good. You could argue this is the best team that he's played on. I mean, I think it is. Yeah, I think it is. I think it. Is. I mean, when he's playing in GFL with the mercenaries, it was he played quite a good team then. Yeah. Um, and GFL was at his height then. GFL was good. Do you know what I mean? 2017, he was playing for a good GFL um, aside. But yeah, yeah, I think so too. I think Austria has obviously dipped in the last few years, and so yeah, it's probably the best team he's playing on now. Uh, and you've got to trust Sean Shelton to bring in some of the best players. Yeah, we'll see if the, the old dog can learn some new tricks with uh, Jeffries in Munich. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, moving on, we got number 13, another uh, veteran sneaking into, what, his third or fourth year now? Mm. Uh, Connor Miller. Uh, Daniel, you've covered this guy since he started um, his European adventure here. Uh, what can we say about the new Barcelona Dragons quarterback? Yeah, I liked Connor Miller and Graz when I first came across him. Um, yeah, he was an absolute slinger, him and Darnell Adams. Um, he was just chucking all over the place. Uh, yeah, fifteen hundred yards and eighteen touchdowns. I um, mean, in, in a shortened season as well. This wasn't the full season. Um, so yeah, I mean, and then he went to France and he won a national championship. Yeah. So I mean, he's he's got a pretty good pedigree. Um, and he's shown that he can play even in maybe not the best situation. It's not he's not like Riley Hennessy just going from Swaco. I mean, it's going from Schwabish Hall to um um to Stuttgart yeah. Surge. To Park Pam, those are good teams. Miller's played in not great teams and got the job done, right? Yeah. Um, however, he's now going to a very tough situation. Yeah. And him being this low down the list isn't necessarily a reflection of him, but his situation. And Barcelona have lost a lot of pieces. Um, they've picked up a, a couple great imports, but they've lost a lot of domestic guys. And I think that Miller is going to struggle this year. Um, he may even be further down this list at the end of the season. Yeah. Um... Yeah, we'll see how it turns out. He's got a huge arm. He's a big guy. And now he's going into his uh, third full season. We'll see how he does in Barcelona. Um, next guy on our list, number 12. Um, I've sort of nicked him, nicknamed him the Jordan Love of the ELF, replacing Sean Shelton in the Raiders 2 role. Christian Strong steps in, our lone Canadian quarterback in uh, the ELF. How and, fresh. And the, uh, thank you. Um, Big year for him in Cologne Crocodiles, RIP. Uh, <laughs> led them to the semifinals before they uh, faded away. He threw for almost 3,500 yards, 33 touchdowns, um, uh, and just lit it up last year. Um, and uh, he, one thing he really did is he cut down his turnovers from 2021 and 2022. He only threw six interceptions to over 30 touchdowns. Really impressive. He's brought his guy with him, Jarvis McLean, who he played with last year, a talented, speedy wide receiver. However, big shoes to fill in Innsbruck. Sean Shelton is gone. The legend, the GOAT, some say, is out, and Christian Strong is in. It's going to be tough ask. And, um, yeah, it's a new era for the Raiders, and he's leading the way. Yeah, and I think it's a completely different situation, completely different scheme, a different style of play. In Cologne, right? What he threw like seventy touchdowns mm. and well over six thousand yards, and he's seven thousand yards in two seasons. Mm. That's amazing numbers. Whichever way you look at, regardless of interceptions, that's amazing numbers. Um, and Cologne's um, record paid dividends, right? It was amazing, right? Playoffs, so on. However, 
he was throwing to great American receivers, right? Flying down the field, throwing posts, throwing deep passes, do you know what I mean? Whereas now he's going to Swarco, where it's more about timing. His receivers can't necessarily do the same things that they could when he was in Cologne. And you're going to have to rely on guys like Marcus Schmeider, Philip Hahn, to, to do those more intermediate, shorter routes, right? And that's, again, about timing. Can Christian Strong do that time and time again? Can he lead a team 60 yards down the field, 12 plays, 15 plays, right? It's not going to be a three-play drive anymore. Yeah. Um, and those are my only reservations for Strong coming to Innsbruck. Um, not his necessarily his talent. I don't know if it's the right system for him, but maybe they switch the system up for him. Who knows? Can he throw a check down to Sandra Platzkoma? We'll see. That's yeah. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? All right, number 11, just outside the top 10, we got Jadrian Clark, ELF veteran, uh, shunned away from the league after a mediocre 2021. Uh, came in late for the Ryan Fire last year and tore it up the last few games for them. Over 2,100 yards, 23 touchdowns, only five interceptions. Led the league in passing yards per game. This guy uh, is set up for success in Dusseldorf. Yes, he's going into an amazing situation. And I think him being 11 on this list, again, shows maybe that there are doubts for us anyway. And that's for me, the doubts that I have are just who he ended last season against, right? When he had those great numbers, they weren't against the best teams in the league. They were against the worst teams in the league, right? Um, he kind of fell a bit short previously in Germany, in Elf, at the final hurdle, right? Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I just I hope he can get it done um, because I think he does deserve it. But I don't know if I've seen what I need to to believe that he can do it. We did a great episode on Jadrian Clark on Jamal Clay's Athletes Forum. He needs a championship to prove all the haters wrong. And he's got everything set up for him in Dusseldorf. So we're rooting yeah. for you. Number 10, top 10 quarterback in the ELF, Donovan Isom. Big dude. Big boy. Big dude. Think Big Ben yeah. in playing in Germany. Yeah. I mean, 6'5", 250 pounds. Um, played well for the Berlin Rebels last year. Um, 2,500 yards, 26 touchdowns, um, only four interceptions. He's staying in Berlin, whatever that's worth, for the Thunder. And he's got weapons, as you know. Serious weapons. He's got three of the best domestic receivers, right? Two of the best domestic receivers and then a great import. Um, yeah. So, Max Zimmerman, for one. Um, Robin Wilzek. And then number three, he has Aaron Jackson, right? Got invited to the NFL for a reason. Things didn't work out or whatever. Uh, Robin Wilzek got invited to NFL IPP. And Max Zimmerman has been killing it in Germany for years. Mm -hmm. Right, he has three of the best. Yeah, probably has the best receiving room in 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 the league. Yeah. Um, staying in Berlin, I think, means a lot. I think he's probably got relationships with these guys already. So yeah, I think he's going to do good things. I think he um, played on a, the not the best team last year in Berlin. Um, so yeah, I think I think. Uh, okay, number nine, we got Jacob Sullivan, another veteran and the only ELF champion on this list. Uh, after Jackson Erdman uh, retired. A disappointing year last season after their uh, championship, maybe a, a uh, Super Bowl hangover, as they say. But his stats are good looking back. Uh, nearly 3,000 yards, 31 touchdowns, and only seven interceptions in 11 games. Um, you know, if you break that down per game, that's pretty impressive numbers from Sullivan. And we know how exciting he can be to watch. Yeah, very exciting player. Uh, as you've said, Frankfurt, unbelievably disappointing last year, um, considering what they did the year before that. I think Sullivan was plagued with injuries. I think that definitely affected um, his on-field production. However, there were a few games where he was quite disappointing, in my opinion. 
um, especially against like, Stuttgart. Mm. I think it was a mid-season after the season where they went to overtime, almost gave Stuttgart a win. So, yeah, um, I don't know what's changed in Frankfurt to make them kind of rekindle that championship run they did, they had. Um, so, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens. But I think we all know Sullivan's got a high ceiling. He can do a lot. But I don't know if his supporting cast will allow that to happen again this year. Yeah, uh, we'll see. Frankfurt Galaxy have a lot of questions. I think we're looking at some of the power rankings that uh, the different pundits did. They were always sort of right around five. And um, so we'll see if they can break through to being real contenders again next season. The next guy, Keontae Allen, uh, is an athletic quarterback, played last year for the Allgoy Comets in Germany and put up monster stats. He comes in at number eight. He'll be the quarterback for the Leipzig Kings coming up. Uh, who knows what that situation looks like in Leipzig. Um, however, he's a really interesting guy to watch coming up in this season with the numbers he put up uh, in Bavaria last year. 43 touchdowns and four interceptions is insane, right? Um, and they still lost four games, right? <laughs> Six and four, which shows that the team wasn't great, right? But he was playing outstanding football. Um, and so, but I think it's going to be the same thing in Leipzig, right? right. He's going to play great. And his team isn't. The Leipzig have, have struggled since they came to the league, and I think they'll struggle again this year. It's just hard to build a team out of nothing. You don't have that like foundation. You don't have those domestic guys to support your imports. So yeah, I think Allen will play great. I think he's a great player, but I don't know if Leipzig will do anything memorable. Yeah, it might be like a Gabriel Cunningham situation where yeah. someone really fun to watch, and um, he's keeping them in games. But who knows if he can get them really consistent wins. Mm. Anyway, going in as we approach the top five here, Riley Hennessy, Italian Bowl Championship, German Bowl Championship, now heading with Jordan Newman to the Stuttgart Surge. Yeah, Riley Hennessy at number seven. Um, yeah, I think it's a good it's a good place for him to be. He's heading into a great situation. I mean, I think people have Stuttgart Surge a lot lower on the list than I do mm. in power rankings. I have them really high, like one of the top teams. I just think that John Newman and, and the unbelievable amount of talent that he's brought in um, is going to turn this organization upside down. I think the momentum that he's built is going to take them well into the season as well. But yeah, Hennessy at Washington Central, Division 2, had a really good college career, 49 touchdowns in two years, broke a number of Russian records as a QB, um, and came to Italy, led the Panthers, Palm Panthers to their first championship in years, went over to Germany with John Newman, won another championship. Um, but in both years, his numbers weren't that good. Um, he led the team, right? He is a leader. You can tell on the field, he, he makes the hard plays. He converts on third down. Um, he scores touches when he needs to, but his numbers aren't that good. He's a winner um, and he seems to know where to play, right? right. Um, and reunite with Newman. I think Newman's going to put him in the best situation to succeed. Newman knows what type of receiver he, I mean, what type of QB he is. So he knows what situation to put him in. But yeah, I think Hennessy, as good as he has been, I um yeah I'm I'm still a bit kind of on the fence with him just because of his numbers over the last two years. Basically. It's hard to put him in the top five, isn't it? Yeah, it's yeah. hard to put him in the top five. But he's a winner. It's the debate: stats versus are you a winner, right? Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Jordan versus LeBron, Hennessy versus Edwards. I mean, these are the debates being had. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on then uh, to number six. We got a new name for a new team: Colin Hill will be quarterbacking the Helvetic Guards. Uh, I could jump into Hill here. Uh, big guy, similar to Donovan Isom, 6'5", over 230 pounds. Um, but he's got a great resume 
from college. Uh, played at Division One Colorado State. Um, over three years, he got to play a bunch, threw for 23 touchdowns, um, over 3,000 yards, and then ended up being a starter for half the season for South Carolina in the SEC, the highest level of college football, um, where he was only a part-time starter, but still, I mean, that's where 40, 50 guys are getting drafted from this conference. That says something. Um, but however, there's a massive red flag from his time in college. Yeah, injuries, right? So many injuries. Just unbelievable. Like, he literally doesn't have knees anymore, pretty much. Um, but he's when he has played, he's played like unbelievably well. And he's one of those guys you could say might have been in the NFL if he had an injury-free season yeah. in his life, which I don't think he had, to be honest. Um, he's also coming with to, to switch them with Norman Chow, with Norman Chow, sorry, um, who's an outstanding coach, um, coached at the highest level for a very long time. So I think those two, I think, great situation for them to do well. How is the domestic talent? No one really knows. People have watched Swiss football before, but how does it compare to the likes of Elf teams now, which have really risen, their, risen the European game, I think? Um, yes, it's up for debate. But I think Colin Hills himself is a great player, and there's no reason to think that he won't do exceptionally well in Elf. Yeah, I'm excited to see how he does. Maybe the time off, he can heal his injuries. You know, he's not rushing from um, one college program to the other and getting ready. Time off now maybe has helped him. and. If he's healthy, uh, he could tear it up. Moving on, number five. We're in the top five now. Chris Helbig. All right, cracking into the top five now. We have the defending champs, Vienna Vikings. Lose Jackson Erdman. They bring in Chris Helbig, maybe the big, biggest free agent available. Um, coming off a phenomenal season in Germany. Um, threw for nearly 3,500 yards, 36 touchdowns. Ran for 13 more touchdowns. He led a Potsdam Royals offense that averaged 50 points a game and 400 yards. You like Helbig. I like Helbig. I like Helbig. I think he's a great player. No one can argue that. Um, he played in a weaker GFL than we've ever yeah. seen before. Um, and he got injured before the final, right? Yeah. He got injured. And that's arguably one of the reasons they lost in the final. They didn't have a QB. Um, against Robert Hall. Uh, right. Hennessy obviously won that game. Um so, yeah, I don't know. I mean, he's going into an amazing situation. Um, he's a great quarterback. He's shown he can do that. He's got weapons all over the place. The team he played for just won the championship for a reason. They were so deep. It wasn't because of one or two players. They were just unbelievably deep. Yeah. They've retained pretty much all of that talent and picked up a few more pieces. So, I don't know. Yeah, the, the sky's the limit for Helbig. I think he could do amazingly well. He's top five for a reason. Um, so, yeah, good luck to him. Yeah, talented players set up for success there. Um, so we go from the champions to the co-champions, the runner-ups. The Hamburg Sea Devils have brought in a new quarterback to the ELF, a new quarterback to Europe in Preston Hare. Um, this guy put up insane stats at his college. Daniel, please break it down. Yeah, total offense, 13,335 yards. 11,800 of those are passing. Um, through for 114 touchdowns. Sorry, how many? 114. Wow. Um, yeah, 4640, 37-inch vertical. Absolute beast, like monster, right? I mean, um, yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say about the guy. He's unbelievable. And it's, the thing that's most striking about this signing is it's the complete opposite of what Hamburg were last year, mm -hmm. right? Run nine times out of ten. Run straight down your throat every single time. 
Now they've brought in this unbelievable dynamic, dynamic quarterback who can do so much. He opens up everything. He can do, Jimmy can run, he can pass, he can stay in the pocket, he can roll out, he can launch down the field, he's got to do time pass, he can do anything he wants to do. Um, and so this is completely changed up the offense, makes them unbelievably dynamic. Um, do they have the weapons to, 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 to fuel his success though? Um, we're unsure. Right, we're unsure. They've lost Glenn Tunga, obviously. Um, they lost, uh, obviously, one of their receivers. Um, both their receivers, actually, to yeah. Most. So, yeah, we'll, we'll see what happens um, offensively. But, yeah, I think the sky's the limit for Preston Hare. And, yeah, I think, yeah, just it, this this deep, this offense is going to change completely and it could result in them winning another championship. Yeah, we, winning know, a championship, we know Brad Morgan, he likes sort of the spread offense. I could see Preston Hare running some zone read, potentially, and uh, just pulling that ball and torching some poor D end um, in the ELF. So um, very excited to watch this guy. To me, this is the type of quarterback that's perfect for the ELF. Guys that are from a small school that are just off NFL radar for whatever reason, they'll come to Europe and they have all the tools to succeed. Um, so we go from a rookie to another savvy veteran, Luke Zaratka, after I don't know how many years and how many championships in Italy, is joining the ELF with the Milano Seaman. What do you know about Luke? Yeah, I've been watching Luke for a while. Um, I'm a big fan of the Italian Football League. And Luke has been the guy in the league mm. for a long time. Weirdly, only won, I think, three championships, national championships. Only, okay. Yeah, it's obviously a lot. But three <laughs> or four, something like that. But considering how dominant the Seaman have been over those years, thanks to Luke, obviously. Um, last year, eight games, 2,427 yards. 35 touchdowns and four interceptions. He was nearly perfect, right? Like yeah. nearly, nearly perfect. Um, absolutely killed it. Um, he's been the face of that team for a very long time. They love him there. He's built a life for himself there. He's got like a normal job there. I'm sure he'll leave that now, this elf. But he had a normal job there. He was like trying to pursue a career. Like spoke Italian, do you know what I mean? Like he is Mr. Italy. If mm. some of you know, he was a quarterback for the Italian national team this year, which was made up of mostly Americans. Um, but yeah, they went toe-to-toe with America in the final, which was really fun to watch. It's on YouTube yeah. if you guys want to check it out. Um, and so, yeah, I think this is now the next step. He's played lots of several games and played well. He does not flinch under pressure. He's great on the big stage. So I think this is perfect for him. I think he's going to have an amazing season. Um, some of the signings are a bit questionable from the mm-hmm. Seaman, mm-hmm. which is what makes me think that maybe Luke could actually be a bit further down the list, not because of his talent, but who they have as a receiver. Um, so yeah, we'll see what happens, but I'm a, I'm a huge fan of Luke and I think he's going to do really well in his first year in Elf. Yeah. I'm excited to see him and, and just the new Milano Seaman take on this new challenge. Um, so anyway, we go from Luke savvy vet to another rookie, uh, the newest quarterback in the ELF recently announced with the Fevrar and Throners, Jared Evans. Now I grew up in the DC area. I always rooted Kevin on Virginia Tech. So I love Jared Evans. He uh, came to Virginia Tech as the number one junior college quarterback. And uh, he was the next best quarterback. We had Michael Vick, had Tyrod Taylor. And for one great season, we had Jared Evans, where he tore it up. 3,500 yards, 29 touchdowns, only nine interceptions. Then on the ground, runs for over 800 yards and another 12 scores. He leads the Hokies to a 9-3 record, ACC championship. He has a shootout against Deshaun Watson and the Clemson Tigers, which they narrowly lose. However, this guy brings easily the best college resume the ELF has seen. Um, went toe-to-toe with Deshaun Watson, 
was playing against NFL guys week in, week out, was signed by the Green Bay Packers and the Philadelphia Eagles, spent time in the NFL um, back, but that was in 2017. So it's a while ago. Um, since then, he's been playing arena football. And in 2021, he won rookie of the year in the Japanese X League. Yeah, <laughs> you've got everything, but yeah, you're obviously a big fan of him. I'm a huge uh, fan. Yeah, yeah, I mean, I don't know what to say. I mean, yeah, I like him. The most, the guy that would be most close to being on an NFL team right now, right. of everyone on this list. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, it's kind of a shock that he's not one, to be honest. Yeah, uh, definitely has the best resume, maybe the most natural talent, right, if he was playing at that level. Um, we'll see how he does. And Throners, to me, are a bit of a mystery. We don't know how good they're going to be. I think that's why he's not number one, right? Because right. Throners, I mean, we have no idea. We've actually seen them in Seffel quite a bit, to be honest. They have played at the international stage for a while, but they haven't played against anyone and beat them in a long time. Like anyone big. Okay, let's move on. What are the? Oh, some of you might already know. I've done the math. Let's talk about the number one ranked quarterback in the ELF, Mr. Magic Man, Zach Edwards of the Paris Musketeers. Why did you put him number one, Daniel? I love Zach Edwards. <laughs> <laughs> I loved watching him play last year. I, I chatted to him a few times, and he's such a nice guy too. But, yeah, obviously, more importantly, he tore it up, like, absolutely tore up. He took the Dragons from a, like a nothing team to a playoff team, one of the best, most exciting teams in the league. And um, we can do it all. Him and Carl Sweet, he was snubbed for MVP. I don't care what anyone says. He yeah. was snubbed, 100%. right? 5,839 yards and 56 touchdowns in two seasons in Elf, right? Crazy. Because even where he came from as well, he just came like to a Division Two Spanish team, yeah. like <laughs> randomly, played half season there and then taken to the Barcelona Dragons, had no idea what was going on. Did it had a great season and then last year just killed it again. Yeah. And then not only that, he's now coming to Paris as like the guy. Like he's full of confidence, right? He knows what he's going, knows what's going on, and he's been reunited with Carl Sweet, uh, Moreno, uh, Bertolin, um, who he's all who he played with previously before in Barcelona, and so as well, who played for the Galaxy for the past two years. All those receivers, yeah. um, stack team, stack sure. team. And Mark Mattioli is a great coach, right? He took Palm Panthers to their to their championship. Um, a couple of years ago. And yeah, the team has got, France has been known to have, be like a kind of just this place where talent comes out of nowhere, right? We've seen all those guys go to the CFL, to the NFL through IPP. They just, and they're playing like a, they're not the best league either. They don't have no. great competition. And so you're, you're bringing these guys raw talent, right? It's big boys that can run around and bang heads. If you ever watch Paris Flash play and all black Panthers, you'll see that. These guys run around and hit. A lot of big, fast dudes. A lot of big, fast dudes. And so now when you kind of bring that all together, like nationally, and you put it in a, in a, in a league like Elf, which does promote talent, it does develop talent, right? Because you're grinding against some of the best players in Europe week in, week out. You're going to, yeah, I think you're going to build something special. And on top of that, you have Zach Edwards, the MVP from last year. I don't care what it is. He was MVP in my mind <laughs> last year. Um, and with Carl Sweet again. Yeah, this it's just, for me, it's just like a, it's a done deal. He's going to kill it. I think Paris are one of the favorites in the in the league this year because yeah. of Zach as well. Um, and yeah, he's, he's, a, he's a leader. He's going to bring a team together. Um, no, no toxic traits from what I've seen anyway. So yeah, all good. Yeah. If you guys want to know more about Zach Edwards, check out our interview with him. We put out earlier this year great guy great story and um maybe the signing of the offseason for paris to bring him in 
Um, so yeah, that's our quarterback ranking list. Um, maybe we'll do a midseason update. Um, but thank you guys for watching. If you uh, made it this far, please like and subscribe and stay tuned for our next episode of AFI's Cover 7.